Yay. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> I got there. You know what else I'm proud of? Yeah, I don't know. That this is a comedy podcast? Yes. Do you know what else I'm proud of? That we don't do crimes? Exactly. And yes. you, the listener, should be proud of that, too. Yay! I'm a little disappointed in everyone, to be honest, but that that's just sense. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'll never be satisfied, so let's just start off with that. <laughs> Swallow something? I can swallow a bee. <gasps> <gasps> that could be dangerous. Yeah. Mm, had a tummy full of honey though. A tummy full of honey. Uh, uh. And welcome to this week's Artners in Crime. It's been a few weeks, and I forgot that this isn't called Artners in Crime anymore. <laughs> wow! Anymore. Wow! It's called, it's called Side Hustle Quest and has been for longer than it was ever called Artners in Crime. <laughs> what is happening in the world? What it's is been happening? a while, guys. Sean, I, oh, man. If Sean can't uh, keep it together this early on, there's no hope for the rest of us. <laughs> oh, we got this. It's an exploration of all the most interesting ways that people can make money. And I just spilled my whiskey. I'm Sean O'Brien. Oh, oh no. explains everything. And I am not drinking whiskey, Brandon Knox. And I'm... Oh, I wish I had a bee pun. I don't. I'm oh, Kelly I thought, McDonald. I thought you were going to say puns. happy bee. I'm a happy oh, bee, happy Kelly. Bee. Oh, I'm happy to be Kelly McDonald. Yeah! Oh my god, Hold that's on. even better! Let's do, Let's do it again! Let's do okay. it again! Okay. 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 Let's do okay. it again! Okay, okay, okay. I'm Sean O'Brien. And I'm happy to be Kelly McDonald. Hey! Oh, it's okay. Who the hell are you? Look around it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Mix and match, whatever. Yeah. Or we just own it exactly as it happened. Yeah. We've only done this, you know, a couple of times. So a couple we don't of know times. What we're doing. Yeah. Once or twice. May as well finish this whiskey. Yeah. How much was spilt? Like most of it. Uh, oh fuck. no! Do you have to like That's clean it up? Like, is your computer gonna get fucked up? Get a straw and like. You know. Yeah, get a straw. It's all. It's it's it is seeping under the. Yeah, there's a lot down there. I'm I'm gonna. I'll be right. I'll be right. All right, back. we're gonna take a pause, everybody. We haven't even started yet, but uh, you know what? You know we could edit this out, but why? Yeah, why would we? <laughs> Fuck that. No, we we got this, Kelly. What all right. You, so, what do you remember about episode two, Kelly? All right. So there were bears, right? Yes. And there they were. Monopolizing. This bear mafia, yeah, this bear mafia, and yeah. they are monopolizing the bees. Yeah, and like then other bear far- farmers, bear farmers, no, other no, bears, no, you're right, bear farmers who were yeah. farmers, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. no, sorry, farmer bears. Yeah. There we go. Uh, were uh, also in this mafia, and they were like, "Wait a second, that family's getting more bees. I uh-huh. want more bees." Yeah, uh, this is going terrible. You no, know, I think I, this. I, is I don't great. think I remember anything. This feels like a a true news report. Like I'm really, I'm really excited. This to is in. 
And we're back with the expert on bear infiltration and bear farmers, Kelly McDonald. Uh, Kelly, what can you tell us about these bear farms and the fact that they are stealing our honey? They are. They're actually stealing bees, anything that looks like a bee, anything that's yellow or black. It's mm-hmm. got stripes on it. These bears are out of control. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, my coworker the other day was wearing a striped bee shirt because he yeah. thought it was funny. Oh. We have not seen him since. Ooh. I'm pretty sure that the bears have taken him Ooh. and um, are holding him hostage for more honey. They just want us to just give them honey because they're tired of waiting for the bees. How much honey do you think that they will take? to get this man back i'm thinking uh 100 gallons 100 gallons of honey yeah yeah it's a lot it's a lot but bears are big and you know yeah they eat a lot of honey so yeah will we need to put it in a picnic basket (laughs) (laughs) that is the only way they will accept it that's actually i got a a a ransom note just just now yeah it says to get him back it's got to be 100 gallons of honey in a picnic Basnick. 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 Okay. Uh, we need the extra ick in there, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that or bears can't spell. I'm not sure. Or I can't read. All right. Thank or you. Or all of the above. Well, we're, we're going to find out. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking even more about bees, probably a little bit less about bears, uh, but we're going to be going back to the studio. Uh, I believe that Sean has cleaned up his whiskey. Is that true? Yes, just in time to find out the manner in which the world and Kelly had a versus. Oh, there's there's been some. <laughs> right after this theme song. Thank yeah, you, yeah. thank you. Thank you, thank you for that <laughs> intro, Sean. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Kelly versus the world is the greatest segment in the world. That's right. I said it's the greatest segment in the world. Beautiful. Take it away, Kelly. Well, I've got a couple. Let's start off with, um, I've never been harassed in my car while driving. And that happened. Some dude hit me up while I was driving on the freeway and wanted my phone number. And I didn't realize that all of a sudden I was in a TLC song and I was about to start singing to him, I don't want no scrubs. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, (laughs) apart from the very excellent TLC reference, (laughs) walk me through how on the freeway someone was hitting you up for your number. Well, I was coming back from the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that's important, but it's important. And um, (laughs) city in traffic and in the heat, I like to have my air conditioning on and my window down because, you know, that's just how I drive. And um, sitting in traffic, all of a sudden I hear this, hey, hey, and I look over and this guy is in a car next to me and his passenger window is down and my driver window is down and I'm thinking he's going to tell me something's wrong with my car. So I'm all I'm thinking now is dollar signs. I hear, hey, hey, I look over, I see a guy, and I'm like, fuck my car, what is broken, what's going to happen? And he goes, can I have your number? (laughs) I was like, what? No. Oh, no, wait, I think he called me pretty or beautiful or something first. That's what it was. He he had to get my attention first. He's like, hey, hey, and I looked over, and he's like, you're beautiful, and I just start laughing. And then he was like, oh, I got her attention. Can I have her number? And I was like, no. And then he just drove off. Wow. He just fucked right off. 
He came, he flopped, he fucked off. <laughs> uh, I'm like, this has got to be a numbers game. He just sees any female with their window down or at a gas station or something. Very low cost, high reward. You know, and here's the thing is, I tell some dudes the story and they're like, wow, that, that, that's, mm, mm, that guy, ooh, that's not a good move, man. And then I tell some other females the story and it's interesting that their reaction was, I should have been appreciative of it. And I found that unusual. They were like, what? I can't, oh, it's because he was ugly? Is that why you didn't want it? And I was like, mm, no, I just didn't want to be harassed in my car. Wait, the so, women in your life were telling you that you should have been appreciative? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were people at, at work. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're close companions. Hmm. All the same, uh, though. So, yeah. yeah, so it was interesting to hear that side of it, and I was like, nah, dog, I'm good. Oh, man, I wish random strangers were trying to get my number while I'm just trying to drive to work. Right? I know one of them said that she knew somebody that actually met their significant other that way, so I guess in her head, it, it's an acceptable way of picking people up because she knows a story that worked out positively, but no. That's all I have to say is, uh, let's go back to that TLC song. No scrubs. Don't go chasing waterfalls. No, wrong song. Shit. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a lover, can't get no love from me. Hanging on the passenger side of a must friend's side. Trying to, trying holler, to at holler at me. Oh. Exactly. That Kelly. <laughs> exactly. I was going to sing, but I thought Brandon did a perfect job. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. 100%. So, uh, that happened. But you know what? I've got a funnier story. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I was. So this was a this was an aperitif. Yes, yes, exactly. Just a you know, because I always gotta have a some dude being a dude to me. Oh um, yeah. One afternoon, a family was a family friends. They were in town, um, and my friend and his daughters were hanging out. And one daughter, I think, is like fourteen or fifteen. The other one's got to be like seven. And the seven year old starts telling me the story about how she tricked her older sister. And then she kind of gets embarrassed because her older sister is like, yeah, tell them everything. Tell them about it. Tell them. Tell them what you did to me. And I'm like, uh... what is happening? And this is great for the podcast because it involves Pokemon cards. <gasps> Yay! So <laughs> the little sister got a sticker of what looked like a Pokemon card, a very rare Pokemon card. So the little okay. girl then goes and trims it up because it's a little bigger than what a card is. Ooh. And she trims it up and I think puts it, like, peels the sticker, puts it on a piece of cardboard to try to trick her older sister that, like, we're going to get $100 or something, right? Ah. Like, in little kid <laughs> brain, right? Look at this card. And this older sister fell for it because at first it looked pretty legit and then, of course, came to find out. But there's more to the story Ooh. that... The older sister was like, we'll tell them what happened next. And then the little girl was, was embarrassed because now she's no longer in control of the story. Mm. No longer is it a fun story that she's telling. Now her older sister's basically ratting her out for trying to scam her. And I want to know. <laughs> and I'll never know the end of the story. And now none, none of you will either. No. Oh, wow. You're doing us <laughs> like that? You're doing the cliffhanger? I'm doing it. I'm not. We'll never know. Wow. So this is the true verses of the world is not knowing. The end of that story. That there's a little scam artist in the making out there. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of them, but she's adorable. And in the future, we all better be watch out. So interview, right? 
Yeah, right? I gotta bring her in. That would be amazing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I'm just friend, can we interview her? saying. <laughs> I think that is a perfectly viable suggestion. <laughs> mm, yeah, I've been saving that one for a while. Because, oh, it was so beautifully told to me. And she's like, I cut it, and it was perfect. And I was like, yes, yes, tell me all these juicy details about trying to screw over your sister. <laughs> <laughs> But it was great because she was, like, in control of the story, and then halfway through when her sister was like, oh, yeah, tell them what a little shady, little shady kid you are. And all of a sudden, the tables kind of turned, and she got embarrassed, and I was like, no, no, give her the power back. I gotta know. So little kids are funny. Little kids are funny. Mm -hmm. So, shall we learn the final part of our trilogy on how to take We're up- going to get into the real information about the bear mafias now, right? Yeah, so you take take it take it away, Kelly. <laughs> Wait, well, I already tried earlier and I that didn't go so well, so. <laughs> I thought you did great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mm. And now you're going to do great right now, Sean, because you're prepared, you're yeah. awesome, and you speak real good. And we're going to actually listen and not interrupt. Uh, mm. Oh. Well, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So we spent the first two parts of our series on bees, examining the different ways that bees have provided people with an income. Could my co-hosts please summarize the sources of bee-related income that we went over? Honey. Uh, Uh, royal jelly. mm Mm-hmm. Honeycomb. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, cutting little bee legs off and then eating them and then getting getting really high and then getting uh like an aphrodisiac from it. I never talked about that one. Did you did you try it? I read ahead. <laughs> <laughs> of these scripts that I give to both of you to proofread before we actually go, right? You yeah, get it. Exactly. You get to proofread these scripts? <laughs> Even if he said that to me, I wouldn't. We all know that. (laughs) The first paragraph would be legit, and then the rest of it would be like, why he hates me. And I was like, that was a great script, Sean. I loved it. I can't wait for you to. It's just the version. It's the screen. It's the fucking like novel being written in The Shining every single time. It's just this unhinged. All work and no play makes shot a dull boy and he hit it back being like, yeah, it looks good to me, buddy. <laughs> Sounds oh, good. Gonna be a great episode. Oh, well, not what just we learned about bees, more specifically, uh, their uses. Yeah. Well, we know that we can use them for pollination rentals. Mm-hmm. Oh, a medicine. Yeah, you can make oh, yeah. mead out of the honey. Mm-hmm. Right. You can uh, drink them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can get drunk. You can get drunk um, off of bee stuff. Can you snort honey? I feel like that'd be a bad idea. I think that is a great idea. <laughs> that a viscous liquid inside of your nose holes <laughs> is widely regarded to be a healthy practice. Well, people Might snort be. alcohol, and you know that's that has no side side effects whatsoever, right? They do what? <laughs> making of a druggie even as a kid because I would take those little Mexican candies the little Lucas they're like a uh, spicy uh, salt essentially okay. and like they had lemon flavor too and you'd mix them together and you'd just snort them as a kid just to torture yourselves because you know fun yes good clean childhood <laughs> when you're fun. poor and you have nothing else that you snort 
whatever you can get your hands on. Pixie <laughs> sticks, Kool-Aid. I told you I wanted to I feel Xbox like you mom. can find so many other things to do. <laughs> Go to a park, Kelly. Hold on, hold on. I think we need to call my therapist right now. And, and she's going to go, well, that explains everything that's wrong with you. <laughs> Your therapist doesn't know about this? <laughs> oh. I just remembered it right now. This is a flashback memory of, like, snorting anything I can get my little paws on. Now let's 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 role play that out. I'm your therapist. You inform me that this is something that you did as a child, and I'll tell you exactly how this is going to go down. Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, hey, I used to snort candy and like the spicy things because it was funny, and your friends would freak out, and oh. like you would freak out from the pain. Kelly, why didn't you tell me this on day one? We could have saved so much time. This is one of the most common causes of depression that there is, <laughs> and it's curable. Well, just stop snorting it. Yeah. Oh, so I shouldn't do that every day when I wake up? What? No. <laughs> Kelly. I understand, I understand the temptation. I mean, that shit, that shit is bracing. I mean, I have no room to talk. I ate crayons as a kid, so like. <laughs> it's I didn't the, what I'm talking about though. mostly is like pranks that kids do. Like, I'm not actually talking about having like a snorting addiction as a kid. Um. <laughs> But ah, like you know, pranks like you stick. like mix a bunch of crap together and you try to get each other to eat it because it's gross or whatever. Yeah, you know, regular kid shit. Yeah. Well, but it also included starting pixie sticks. So that <laughs> isn't that isn't one of the ways to make money from bees. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> uh, let me give you a better way then. Okay. Um, you. <laughs> you um, I'm pretty okay, sure. You get a cult. You get a cult of bees. You get a you cult get them of them to sting your enemies. Yes, that's what it is. Yes, and we sell cults of bees. That's what exactly. we call a cluster of bees. Mm-hmm. They come in a little baggie. Yep. Yeah, these are reg- like regular bees, but they do make blood sacrifices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do worship you as a god. They make offerings. The honey is deliberately handed over to you. Okay, have we actually touched on all the real reasons? Uh, like bee beards. Need- Oh, right, for entertainment. Entertainment. Oh. You know, if The Wicker Man ever gets a sequel, I'm just saying. No CGI bees this time. We want real bees. My eyes! My eyes! You know what? CGI's taking jobs away from the real guys that used to be at the freak shows that really kind of no longer exist. But CGI's taking away jobs from them because they could be on screen doing it. I stand by SAG, Screen Apiary Guild. (laughs) Thank you. I don't think that's what that means. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are finally going to get into the nuts and bolts, a step-by-step plan for how to enter the beesness. Ooh, buzz, buzz. Oh, I get it. That took me a little too long to catch on, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, beesness. Whiskey or something else. Sorry. Because they're bees. Yes, yes, business. Got it. So step one. Business. Step, step one. one. Decide if this is really for you. A large part of this episode's info will be coming from OntarioB.com, an informative and surprisingly entertaining site for hobbyists and pros alike, specifically if you're doing this in, in, in Ontario, Canada, which uh, I realize a lot of our listeners aren't from here for some reason. Go Germany! Germany! <laughs> Um, one portion of the site goes over five questions that you should ask yourself if you intend to get into beekeeping. Are you ready to go through these questions, my compatriots? 
Yes. All right. Very well. Question one. Have you been... Damn it. What? I just forgot how to English for a second. Let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> it came out. The first two words were perfect. Yeah, it was so whatever, great. Whatever happened, happened in your brain, and we didn't get it, so... Yeah, just everything kind of freeze-framed there for a moment. All right. Have you ever been stung by a bee and lived to tell about it? Uh, Yes. No, I died. Oh. That also explains a lot. (laughs) Yeah, tell my therapist that. (laughs) She's like, no wonder I'm not getting any money off of you. Sean, are you Bruce Willis? Are you Bruce Willis, Sean? (laughs) Wait, am I dead? (laughs) I don't know. Am I the kid with the sixth sense? (laughs) <laughs> the plot twist is we're all dead. We've all been dead this whole time, and this is our purgatory. Is this podcast? <laughs> you know what? I could think of worse purgatories. I could think of way worse purgatories. Yeah. yeah, I could. I would not mind doing this forever. I mean, Sean would have to be stuck doing research forever. Yeah. Which oh no, I hate learning things. Oh right, he. That's right. That's not an issue for him. Oh good. <laughs> if. You are going to become a beekeeper or a honey hunter or anything to do with bees. You are going to get stung by a fucking bee. There's no avoiding this fate. So the first thing you need to figure out is will that kill you? Oh, yeah, you should know if you're allergic or not. You should find out well before you invest in any kind of beekeeping stuff if you are fucking allergic to bee stings. What an ADHD mistake to make you buy everything you buy all your bees and everything and you're about to start and you like tell your family your family's like uh hold on hold on remember that time when you were a kid you got you got stung once and you're in the hospital for a month no not at all we're gonna do this (laughs) i don't remember that at the slightest (laughs) that part of my life's all kind of a blur yeah oh uh did you get the receipts for all this stuff no, I hate receipts. I hate paper trails. <laughs> Everything right, was well. bought with cash. <laughs> that way I get to avoid the taxes. Yeah, outsmarting the man. Yeah. yeah. So. You still have taxes on cash. All right, anyways, uh, go on. <laughs> so that's question one. And you right. got to figure that out. Get that shit in order and then we can move on. Question two. Are you curious, persistent, committed, and a little obsessive? Uh, um, yes. yes, actually, to yeah. all of that. Yeah. yeah, pretty much, actually. So I think yeah. all three of us would probably fit into the category of so far, so good. Mm-hmm. I've never been stung. My brother's highly allergic. So I'm just going to go because he's highly allergic. That means I'm golden. Yeah. So that you is don't have how to that put works. up with him at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I probably get special powers if I get stung. Yeah. Almost certainly. In fact, you should, you should just. What are you doing on this podcast right now? Go go get stung by a bee. bee girl, I gotta go outside right now. Just covered in honey. Just Actually, covered no. in honey. Queen no bee. mistakes. You should be queen bee, not bee girl. Oh, okay. I am queen bee. Yeah, you right. are the queen bee. I am bee. the queen. And don't no one forget it. <laughs> yeah. Question three. Are you a student at heart? No. Yeah. Never was. I've always been... A cranky, cantankerous, 80-year-old woman at heart. Never a student, though. I'll have you know I'm a teacher at heart. Oh. I don't like learning things because I already know everything there is to know. (laughs) I don't like 
learning things, but I sure like teaching things, whether I know them or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's something that's real or something I just fucking made up. I'm teaching you. Kind of this podcast in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. I, I like it. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's great. This is the type of vocation where seeking mentorship is generally a good idea. Uh, beekeepers and beekeeping associations are all about sharing resources. So buy your local beekeeper a mead. Oh. oh. Give me your secrets. Get drunk. Give me your secrets. I see what happens. You get them drunk mm-hmm. and you get their secrets. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. extract their secrets. Uh, if not by guile, then by force. If there's one thing we know about beekeepers is they're blackmailers. <laughs> all of them. Very cutthroat profession. <laughs> Blackmailed their way to the top. That's what they did. Question four. Are you willing to invest your time, your spare income, and your back? Ooh. Oh. <sighs> Hold on. My spare income and my back are probably not up for grabs. Yeah, I don't want to throw out my back. Well, you're not going to throw out your back necessarily, but it's it's going to get pretty tired. It's going to get pretty achy. You're going to be bent over a lot. That's not the only profession. <laughs> No, that lots of <laughs> lots of manual labor focused jobs, really. You know, anything on a farm, it sounds like. Oh, 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 oh! The oldest profession. Oh, it was beekeeping. Yeah, it's beekeeping. Yeah, it was yeah, beekeeping. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> and finally, do you have a good place for the hives? What kind of what kind of attributes would a good place entail? I'm glad you asked, Brandon, because I have a quote from the website on this exact matter. Ooh. Hives need forage, light, access to water, friendly neighbors, and protection from predators. Mm. And don't forget to comply with your local zoning and other regulatory laws and licenses. If you are in farm country, think about what is growing in the forage area. Pesticides and herbicides can be lethal to bees, even when applied according to label. Oh, interesting. Because you think like a farm, it would be like the best location to do beekeeping. Which in general it is, but it really depends on the farm, where the farm is, what's going on around the farm. Mm -hmm. Right. What makes a good neighbor for bees? Yeah. uh, That would likely be the other farmers or homesteaders that live near you. Oh. Right, because if they're not friendly and they're just killing your bees, oh yeah, yeah, good point. like they purposely switch to like some sort of pesticide so that they do kill them. They're like these fucking bees keep coming into my garden, and I'm sick of these bees for some reason. If you're a gardener and you are sick of the bees that are coming to pollinate your plants, I don't really know what to do with you. I have, I have questions, I have comments, and I have concerns. <laughs> Email us and Sean will get back to you. (laughs) Uh, If you don't, having heard all of these questions, want to go the full beekeeper route, you could go the honey hunter route. Ooh, I like that. I'm so happy that you brought up this term again. You said it, and I thought I was going to let it go, but I wrote it down. (laughs) And I'm really happy we're back here. Honey hunting has been around a lot longer than beekeeping has. Before we put bees in boxes and kept them. We just went out there into the woods and we found the stuff. Oh my God, like bears, like Winnie the Pooh, who yeah. would put his head and, and paws and get stuck in places trying to get honey. Yeah. <gasps> Was Winnie the Pooh the original honey hunter? I don't think so. 
Oh. Oh. Well, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honey hunting has been around for thousands of years, and Winnie the Pooh's been around for like what, a hundred, hundred and fifty? I don't actually know how sure old Winnie the Pooh is. Around forever. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh's always been in our hearts. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Winnie, the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh has existed long before any of us were here, and long after we're gone, here uh, Winnie the Pooh will remain. Winnie the Pooh will outlive us all. Winnie the yeah. Pooh is starting to scare me based on this description. You should be scared. Well, I mean, he is the best honey hunter that ever was <laughs> and ever will be. And let me tell you. Don't you listen to those propaganda cartoons of him getting stuck yeah. <laughs> in fences no. and holes uh-uh. and his paws getting stuck in beehives. Don't you watch that. That's all propaganda. Yeah, right? You, They're you, trying you, to you trick tre- you. You tread on his territory and the last thing you'll ever hear is, oh, bother. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's Winnie the Pooh shooting that shotgun. <laughs> no, it was. Winnie, okay, Winnie the Pooh. I don't think it was because Winnie the Pooh was more of a mauler. You know, just because he's cute doesn't mean he, he had muscle. Have he had Tigger with him, just standing there with the shotgun. Oh, yeah. right? oh Winnie he's the Pooh doesn't Tigger's do Tigger's got a shot of shotgun. You know. Also, you, you know that rabbit's packing heat like that. <laughs> that rabbit's got like a couple pistols and like a bazooka or something. Oh, that rabbit's got a flamethrower. Oh, God, fuck yeah. My vegetables! Yeah. <laughs> That's who's been killing all those bees for some reason. Rabbit? Yeah, rabbit, just shooting bees. Yeah. They're coming into, into rabbit's yard. And it's like, rabbit, the bees are helping! Stop, bees- rabbit! Stop! Stop, rabbit! They'll make your carrots grow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> so wild bee nests are sometimes <laughs> located by following a honey guide bird. What? Oh. Similar to how you can have like pigs rooting for truffles, a honey guide or honey birds are your ticket to finding some wild honey out in the woods. Ooh. You know, just when I thought I knew everything and I was a cocky 16-year-old again who knew everything, mm-hmm. here I go learn something new. Yep, stu- student at heart, right? Mm. Oh, I guess I could check that off. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> go Kelly. Go Kelly. Go Kelly. Go Kelly. Quite a number of traditions advise against having sex if you're going to be a honey hunter. Hmm. Like the birds? The birds should stop having sex? Or no, the birds, should... are, the birds will be fine. You're fucked. Oh, literally. Why? Well, you're not fucked. You're not fucked. Yeah, you're That's not. That's the thing. If you get fucked, you are fucked. Oh. If you have been it... fucked, you will be fucked. Because you can so pass on the chemicals the and the smells or something like that you release into the world. and It's... It's unclear, and I don't know if this is actually real, but a lot of different cultures seem to... And I'm talking about the Romans, uh, the tribes of Semaganas, the Agnami Nagas in Nagaland, near Burma. It's there. There's a number of traditions that believe that having sex the night before going on a honey hunt is going to cause you harm. You just don't do it. That's... Plutarch believed that bees were irritable towards men who had enjoyed sexual intercourse with women and sought to punish adultery. Ah. <laughs> bees are so wholesome. <laughs> In Yemen, it is said that bees love the pure of heart. Ooh. Only the pure of heart can take our honey. Only the pure of heart. If you're not pure of heart, your insides will burn up and you will implode. But if you are pure of heart, it will be the best honey you have ever tasted. Oh, my God. Ooh. I like that last part. 
Yeah. Well, on this podcast, out of the three of us, there's only one of us that I would think would be close enough to the pure of heart to even try this. And let me tell you, it's not me. <laughs> Sean. Oh, is it no, me? It's not Sean. I think it's you. Me. Pretty sure. Of course, the sweet one wouldn't know it was him. Who Who else is there? <laughs> who else is left? <gasps> Brian! What? It's Brian! Uh, it's definitely Brian. <laughs> Brian! Yep. Brian, yeah. the purest, sweetest of hearts. <laughs> Didn't his last one be murder? He did do murder most recently, yes, but... <laughs> That was all a that was all a uh yeah. a way of preaching against murder for money, if anything, because yeah. we really didn't walk away from that episode thinking that was a good way to do it. That's a good point. It sounded like a lot of work and not a lot of benefit. Yeah. Anyways, go listen to that episode. He basically proved there is no such thing as being a professional murderer. Right. Go listen to the episode. Spoiler. Yeah, go alert. listen to the episode. Underscore underscore underscore. Uh in Eastern Europe, bees were traditionally used as a tool to tell if a girl was a virgin. That's they would have the recently thing engaged I've ever women heard. walk through apiaries and see if they got stung. What? Yeah. What is this? this what? <laughs> this is as stupid as like women couldn't run until like the 1970s because everyone thought their uterus would fall out or something. Stupid this is like that. this is not a lot. Yeah, I don't you know, know what I to tell you, man. Most, most all people are stupid, frankly. That's yeah. true. You know, I will buy that. Yep. I was about to say most, and now I'm just like, no, it's it's just all of us. We're all we're all we're all pretty fucking dumb, you know. We just don't have a higher level of in- being of a higher level of intelligence to really compare ourselves to. <laughs> mm. I don't need to compare. I know I'm dumb. <laughs> so we just think we're hot. <laughs> That's shit. how dumb I am. I just accept it. I think bees have it going, you know. They do. They know it's what. They got that shit figured out. Well, I mean, if you're the queen, yeah, maybe. the drones. Because if you're one of those uh, non-getting-fucked guards that get stuck outside and they won't let you back in, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be a drone. No, yeah. I don't think... I mean, the other alternative for a drone yeah. is to, is to yeah, have yeah, your junk cool. ripped out of I'm you by the queen. Right over here. Nah, I'm good. Not anymore. So. <laughs> I'm going to be a worker! Let me in! You're not a worker. I am a worker! <laughs> <laughs> So yay! Step two. So much violence. Violence. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tagline of the episode. Violence. It's funny. Yay! Step two. Get your equipment and your bees. Beekeeping isn't necessarily a cheap side hustle to get into. According to OntarioBee.com, you'll need to spend, on average here, for basic hive equipment. Between five hundred and eight hundred dollars. Is that a Ooh. month or is that like uh, overall? No, this I is this is start this, this is startup okay. costs. Okay. This is startup okay. costs. Right. right, we're talking about the upfront. We can talk. Well, we'll talk a little bit about like maintenance later. But for now, just getting off the ground. Cool. Getting Thank your you. first hive and your starter equipment. Uh, so the individual hive again about five hundred to eight hundred bucks. I didn't realize that they would be so expensive starting out, but I guess I. Sh- I mean, I had nothing really to frame it on, but. I'm a little shocked that they're this expensive, but I'm more shocked that I'm shocked. I think I think this is all rather shocking. Shocking. Beekeeping. It's shocking. <laughs> uh, your veil slash bee suit will be somewhere between fifty and two fifty. Your tools. Ooh, does it make it? Hold on, hold on. I have a real question. Yeah. Is there? I don't know. To is it safer to go more expensive with your bee suit versus like the fifty dollar one? Like, is there really that much of a difference? Like. 
I wonder if there's a difference in like sweatsuits like that too. I'm honestly not sure. I feel like it would be the same as like um, making a podcast, really. Like you start off with like good equipment, but not like maybe not the best because you're not sure if you're really if it's going to go very far. And then like you upgrade your equipment as you go and as you as as you work on it, like it gets slowly better and better. And like you get smarter at picking it and you get more selective about how you're doing things. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's like a progression of just even just a business in and of itself. So like you'd have to start somewhere. But mm-hmm. like yeah. maybe you don't start out maybe you don't start with the five hundred one or the eight hundred uh B nest thing uh box. Uh <laughs> the the fancy box. The fancy box. I believe is the technical box. term. The fancy uh, yeah, box. Fancy B box. Uh you don't start out with the five hundred or the eight hundred one, but maybe you start out with the six hundred one and then yeah. like you te- you see if that one is is worth it and maybe like you test out some other ones just to like make sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, that makes sense. All yeah, right. I'll know, buy that. Especially if you're kind of tiptoeing in, you know? Yeah. Plausible argument, Brandon. Plausible argument. Boom! Uh, your toolkit, which will include things like a smoker or a hive tool. Um, I imagine, I actually didn't look up the definition, but I imagine it's that giant, like, two-hand pair of pliers used to, like, pull one of the slats out. Oh, the smoker thingies? Yeah. Well, also the smoker yeah. thingies, yeah. So that's another one to 200 bucks. Uh, you gotta get some bees, uh, and you can buy... Oh, how much are those? Yeah. You can buy a nucleus colony, which is a queen and a few pounds of bees, because they're <laughs> sold by the pound. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. You can get, a, like, a nucleus uh, colony for somewhere between two and 450 Wow. Wow. Okay. This is quite expensive. I know. Yeah. You're, we're we're is, already sinking close to... to we're close to, to 1500 at least. Yeah, if you kind of add up all the costs, it'll be on the low end, maybe 850 On the high end, about 1700 <laughs> Canadian. So you gotta have money to start... You gotta do another... You have to do a, a different side hustle first to get money to do this side hustle. Yeah. It's very common for people who are going to take up beekeeping to already be homesteaders, farmers, right? These are people who probably already have an agrarian income source of some kind. Uh, and they're taking up beekeeping to supplement that. So in a way, it's a side hustle that you're basically investing a bunch of money in because it's going to help grow what you already have. It's, it's synergistic with your existing lifestyle. Okay, yeah. I didn't have a joke there. I guess I'm I just, not. Thought, I just found this the economics interesting. No, I'm I'm thinking like you're right. It's the people who would be getting into it as opposed to what I'm thinking is like somebody who like works at a bank one day and like <laughs> apartment, right. Like there's no place for them to do this. What am I thinking? Like right. Uh yeah, the middle of a city is probably not where a beehive is going to do so well because there's nothing to eat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I guess uh, I gotta think about my questions in the whole picture here. I mean, this is fair because this is side hustle quest. We are trying to honestly assess to some degree whether or not these are realistically attainable for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so if you live in an apartment in a city, maybe not so much this one. Probably not, but you know, if you'd end up kind of moving out into the countryside, something to consider. Mm-hmm. It's possibly also worth looking into, actually probably also worth looking into joining your local beekeeping association. Uh, So for Ontario, uh, you can join at the young beekeeper level, 
which is a cost of $40 if you're a beekeeper you under 25. Oh, you do have to be young. Yep, oh. literally young. Or just new beekeeper. It's an introductory price for everyone's first year of Ontario Bee Association membership. It's also $40. Oh. Oh. If you become a small-scale beekeeper, where you have fewer than 50 active colonies and it's past your first year, then the plan goes up to $85 a year. And that works its way up to basically if you're an industry slash supplier slash supporter, uh, that goes up to two fifty a year. Hmm. So that's uh, those are the costs. So it's not that much, really, especially compared to the actual physical costs mm-hmm. associated. Uh, but the beekeeping association can help you, you know, stay in touch with the community of beekeepers that are in the area. Uh, they can give you updates about things that are relevant to, for example, like climate related stuff, what's going on with local like zoning laws, like uh, pesticide use. Like, it's just kind of a good thing to be a part of. That sounds like a good community, like yeah. like for helpful tips and things like that too, probably. I feel like any community where people just fucking love what they're doing, uh, yeah. it would probably yeah. be, frankly, a, a delight, like very valuable. You know what? Oh, yeah. I bet you, if you wanted to get into this, if you, instead of buying the membership last, if you bought the membership first and got mm-hmm. into talking to people you could probably get deals on stuff that are people who are like upgrading their equipment mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's a great, very likely that's a great true. point yeah. yeah haha i can help in this side hustle i'll figure out a way i'll get yeah. you guys a deal or something you go kelly yeah now let's say you don't want to buy your bees you want to save some money and go get them in the world, in the natural world. Like the steal them from their habitat and then... Ooh, take them from the yeah. local mafia <clears throat> The local bear yeah. mafia, yes, exactly. you got to rip them off in a daring heist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you know you're near a colony that will be swarming soon, and as a reminder, swarming is that phase of a colony's life where they relocate, uh, where they're very docile, essentially, and just kind of follow the queen around, all it takes is providing them with a suitable nesting site. Again, when they're in their swarming phase, they're not really going to attack you because they're not defending anything apart from the queen. So if you do start fucking with them, you know, that's going to be a problem. But they'll basically just follow the queen wherever she goes. So if you have an accessible hive ready for them in an inviting location, they'll just move into it. That's a little presumptuous of these bees. (laughs) They're just squatting. (laughs) I've got some squatters. Some more bee squatters. But if you do decide to just buy your bees, uh, they actually deliver them in boxes in the mail. Wow. Oh, this is kind of, hold on. If you build it, they will come kind of scenario. It's a bit of an if you build it, they will come. Yeah. You know, good opportunity is your your honey finder birds to go find the nearest colony and then wait for a swarm to develop and then bring them in, bring them in, bring them in. How do the birds do that? I think they just smell for it, I guess. I imagine they eat honey. I imagine they're doing it because they like it. Yeah, probably. Mm. That's a good point. It's not because they don't like it. I just found out about the bird thing today, and I thought it was cool. I like cool. it. That yeah. is cool. Uh, beekeepers will usually requeen the hive before the previous queen dies naturally. Because bear in mind, I think they only live like five or six years. And, yeah. if mm-hmm. the, and if the hive loses a functioning queen, then it'll become literally an anarchy. Um, <laughs> and will eventually die out. So it's important to ensure that you have a functioning queen in your hive at all times. If uh, your queen is kind of en- entering the end of her lifespan, you should probably just replace her. Aww. 
Yeah. Anarchy in the BK. <laughs> uh, younger queens also lay more eggs. So in terms of getting the most production out of your hive, it is generally a good idea to do that regular replacement. Mm-hmm. Again, you can just order the queens by themselves in small boxes that are full of uh, queen candy, which is a mix of icing sugar and sterilized honey. Holy shit, that sounds like something I would eat. <laughs> That's just like 7-Eleven gummies, man. I mean, we know we like candy. what they eat because we eat. Good. That's true. It's We all eat the sugar and the, the, the honey. Yeah, we eat the things they eat already, so, you know, it's pretty sensible. Yeah. They like sugar. They like honey. Who doesn't? Uh, But they also like aphid shit, which is not what I think we would generally recommend. Mm. Honeydew. (laughs) I do like honeydew melon. Uh, Hives these days are built with separated layers. The bottom is the brood chamber for the queen to lay eggs, and the top is the honey super. The queen is kept out of this box by a queen excluder mesh. Uh, This ensures that the cells are full of nothing but honey when it comes around to harvesting time, as opposed to what can happen, which is if she's allowed to just roam free in there, she'll lay eggs all over the place. Ah. Right? And then you're just, a bunch of these cells have no honey at all. It's just a bunch of larvae. So, like, you don't, you don't want this. That's why you need healthy boundaries. And by that we mean... Offense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Physical boundaries. It's still the same. Yeah, it's healthy. It's a boundary. So step three, spend a couple of years busting your ass. This is a quote from OntarioB.com or .ca. Shit, which was it? OntarioB.com. It's .com. They got the com. Okay. Uh, All right, everybody. Yeah, we, got, we got the calm, everyone. <laughs> so, quote, The first year, the colonies are busy building comb and population, so no honey to speak of. Second year onwards, lots of honey. <laughs> Unless there is a drought, or it's too rainy, or it was a terribly cold winter and your bees died, or <laughs> an early spring and your bees swarmed, or Winnie the Pooh's ex-con uncle and his pals paid a visit. Ooh, yeah, that, that's dangerous. <laughs> if you have a ukulele gathering dust or bunk beds almost built but your kids have moved out or an out-of-control pumpkin patch that scares the local children, you may want to reconsider beekeeping. That sounded very like a personal attack. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get the pumpkin thing. Basically, if you don't commit to projects, you start. Uh if you got a ukulele yeah, gathering dust. No, no. You, yeah. No, it was a it was an attack, but you know what? To be fair, it was a rightful attack. <laughs> <laughs> so many half-started projects, so many crafts bought and never even opened. Yeah. <laughs> so if if that if you bought you, a sourdough bread making yeah, yes, yeah. If you during the start, pandemic. I was given one once and it went bad. <laughs> if your starter went bad. You might not be fit for beekeeping. <laughs> so if you do this as this podcast and you relate to Kelly more than any of the, you know, Sean or Brandon, then this probably is not the, the, the one for you. But if you relate to Sean in this podcast, I have a feeling beekeeping might be for you. Fueled by sheer, raw, self-destructive determination. If you relate to Brandon, I feel like you would be great at beekeeping, but maybe if someone else started it first and you were there to help and be moral support and you were definitely there and you were like, yeah, I'll learn with you, but you got to get this going first. Yeah, I can do that. I, I can do I can do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, whichever the three you relate to on the podcast will tell you if this pod, this side hustle is for you or not. We could make a little, like, BuzzFeed quiz if you guys don't know on your own. Although I think if you don't know which one you relate to, you're probably not listening. I guess, yeah. Mm. You know? The heck are you doing here? What yes. are you doing here? It's what over. are you doing here? Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Go home. Get out. Go home. Go home. No one likes you. Damn it, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure how I got on this weird tra- t- train, but here we are. In terms of labor, spring and fall are considered the most demanding times, uh, largely because. Oh, uh, I'm too busy. I'm busy. I got things on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> During the summer, on the other hand, uh, Apparently, you may only need to put in about an hour a week of maintenance. So the season matters in terms of how much work it actually takes to keep this thing going. So if you have seasonal depression, this also might not be for you because then you have to work. If you, yeah, if especially when fall comes around, you start to get a little low, you might have issues. Winter also requires a fair amount of work just to keep them from dying. So this is like an outdoor. You have to be outdoorsy too. Like, yeah, you got to get out it's not there. Like an indoor. You're not like in a barn or anything. You don't have cover. Yeah, I guess you could build cover. Yeah, you yourself. might. You might even do that. But either way, it's uh, That's it's more it's work. A challenge. Exactly. Right at that point, you need to make sure that you've given the bees enough food to last. You got to make sure that they're able to stay warm. You have to read to them every night. You have to tuck them, <laughs> them in individually. They each get a little blanket. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. If they have nightmares, you have to you have to be woken up by them and assure them that everything is okay. Yeah. <laughs> they cannot sleep in your bed. They're gonna ask. They're gonna They're ask. They're gonna ask. You gotta draw that line. No. You gotta draw that line. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, healthy boundaries. Healthy physical boundaries. You also have to register your hives. At least in Ontario, and I imagine most other places. Uh, this will, though. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. You're it's fucking bees. Of course, the government's going to want to keep track of where all the bees are. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> you true. You have to number them and tell them when they die. Is it that like? So there's a bee obituary gets printed out every day. <laughs> there is, in fact, a tradition that bees mourn the deaths of humans, and so like <gasps> you need to tell them. If there's been a death, you need to get like they use like black like veils over the hives and shit. Wow. Like there's an honest to goodness tradition of bees grieving the deaths of their of the humans in their lives. Wow. So fascinated. That is amazing. I don't think I don't think it's true. Oh, Oh, I want to be clear. I don't think it's true. Why Why would you do this to my emotions? I mean, some people believe it's true, but and tradition. A lot of cultures traditionally have believed in it, so there might be something to it. Uh, supposedly, they are quieter in the week or so after a death. You know, my cat. He mourned his buddy when his buddy passed. His, his he was sad, and then we got a new cat that was also black, and he got real confused. <laughs> Because he was still mourning, and all of a sudden he's like, you're not my brother, but you kind of look like my brother, but you don't smell like my brother. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) Let yourself and the other pets grieve before replacing a lost pet, everybody. Seriously. Well, it wasn't wasn't really fast. It was, Frankie's just a little, he's just slow. Yeah, I mean, cats are all, they just don't like it when any routine is disrupted in any way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, uh, if you do, and... And when you do register your hive, because again, the comedy podcast don't do crimes, 
Uh, this leads you to getting updates on things like, again, pesticide spraying going on in your area. Oh, that's helpful. Do you have to pay to register it? I probably. 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 I haven't checked. I'm, I'm just going to assume yes. Yeah, I don't know. If I click on this link that says register your hives, Canada Revenue Agency. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh no! God. Oh no! Jesus! Oh my God! That you website's have to terrible you to have navigate. To give your, your firstborn child. Yeah. You've got to give blood samples. You have to quote. Even if you plan to scale up, or if you have had little or no experience, it's a good idea to start with two or three hives. This will give you an idea of what it takes, how your location works out, and whether you like it or not. It's not recommended to have only one, as it's helpful to have two or more for comparison and for equalizing winter stores and population for successful overwintering. So if you're going to do this, get at least two hives. Not just one. Not one. Not, two hives. Not five. Two. No, five's, five's quite a lot, but yeah. two or three five's, hives. Five is too many, but two. Two is, two is the number. Honey is harvested two or more times a year usually. If the bees are left with less honey than they need for winter, you could supplement their diet with sugar syrup or crystallized sugar on a candy board. However, it is worth noting that there is evidence that this isn't as nutritionally effective for the bees and their health long term. So try your best not to depend on this. Okay. Uh, it was once considered a basic fact of beekeeping that you had to kill all of your bees every single year. Uh, what? Since you couldn't actually take any honey from the those old school hives while sparing the bees inside. Hmm. The, uh, the straw... Well, they, hmm. they were these straw skeps, right? You've seen those traditional, like, circles stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Type of hive. Uh, so you would place those over a hole full of burning sulfur. Uh, the bees would die from the fumes. Uh, you would just then shake the skep out so all their bodies would fall out of it. Uh, and then the combs inside were drained of honey. You just take the skep apart. Hmm. So that's a traditional way of doing the harvest. Uh, these days, though, we have <laughs> hives that have these removable slats that you've almost certainly seen before, right? So... You just pull the slat out, you drain out the honey that's loose, right? Because if it, as we talked about before, if the comb hasn't been sealed, then the honey is not matured yet. So you just got to shake that out. Oh, right. Shake it out. And shake then it you scrape the caps off of it and just drain that shit. On average, a hive will produce about 29 kilograms or 65 pounds of honey per year. Ooh, that's uh, a lot of honey. That's a lot I'm gonna of honey. I'm going to need more than that because I think I owe somebody 100 Gallons, is that what I said earlier? You owe, so, you owe, the, you owe the bear mafia some, some honey? Yeah, yeah, 100 gallons worth. Yeah. Uh, to safely collect it, smokers are generally used to make the bees more docile. Most people have probably heard of that before, right? Yeah. Yeah, otherwise they get a little ornery that their home is being taken apart and plundered of all of their food. Mm. Makes sense. I mean, you can't you can't be too upset with them, right? So the question, though, is... Why does the smoke work? Mm. It's weed. Gets them high. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Nailed How it. did we not go? How did I? <laughs> You're slipping up, Kelly. Disappointed in me. So to safely collect the honey. Damn it. I just read that paragraph. It's not what. Okay. You can read it again if you want. <laughs> so it's not 100% clear why the smoke is effective. Like there's no proven like fact behind this. We just know that it works. Uh, but one theory 
is that it triggers a feeding instinct in them. Smoke, in the environment a bee exists in, is generally a sign that the forest they live in is on fire. Mm. So they will instinctively start to gorge themselves on as much honey as they can rescue in the anticipation of leaving and having to swarm and start a new colony. Hmm. Oh, that's okay. Hmm. Uh, um, it makes sense. It it, I get, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty smart, actually. Right? They're not thinking about it. They're just like smoke. Oh shit, we gotta move. Eat, 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 and they do that instead of kill the person who's taking this thing yeah. apart. Yeah. It's also possible that the smoke obscures the pheromones that they use to communicate, so it would be harder for them to initiate a coordinated attack on the beekeeper. Mm-hmm. Mm, I got it. Hmm. Disorientates all the prisoners with tear gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. So, for one reason or another, smoke is the default way to keep bees from getting aggressive during a harvest. So, yeah. And it doesn't seem to be that bad for them as long as you do it. Like, with a reasonable level of moderation. Nice. So, that's uh, that's your quick tip on smoking your bees. Smoke your bees! <laughs> Step four. Bees. Profit. Ooh. Now, we've talked about a few avenues that you can pursue to make money off of your beekeeping. And at this point, we've established it is going to take a couple of years at least to reach a point where you are breaking even, let alone profiting. Mm-hmm. But... Honey, pollination rentals, and queen rearing are all straightforward approaches. The honey alone can sell for uh, $10 a pound. Well, uh, as we talked about, like, you can sell a queen and maybe, like, three pounds of bees to go with her uh, for about 100 to 200 bucks. According to the Economic Research Institute, the average salary for a beekeeper in the United States is $47,899. Per year. Oh, that's that's wow. That's not that's not, not great. Yeah, mm-hmm. twenty twenty three bucks an hour, basically, in terms of the actual labor being put in. Yeah, and then depending on where you live, will determine if that's livable or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So we're not talking like millions here, but as a part time hobby or a side hustle, one person could plausibly manage up to twenty five hives without having to put in a lot of careful planning. Or time management, according to really? growcycle.com. Hmm. So, but how much time overall? Because we were talking about that time is needed for hmm. this. Yeah. So, like, can you still do a full-time job and do this? So That seems that to be the implication that... here, because okay. there's going to be specific times of year where you have to act. It doesn't matter what you've got going on. There's things that you now have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be times of year where there's very little you have to do. So it kind of all sounds like it evens out. So the key is, as a side hustle, are you able to be flexible in what you're doing for your main income so that you can focus on the bees when that attention is required? Right, mm. yeah. Okay. Um, and again, a lot of these folks are going to be farmers, they're homesteaders, like they get to figure out their own schedule. Yeah, based off of the season and based off of what they're growing or doing or Right, so you just, you got to organize what you're doing with your land uh, around these things. All right, all right. Now, depending on the person, I think this could be a very reasonable, if you had the time, money, and patience. Yeah, Yeah. like just looking at the numbers here, if you do the math, let's say that you had 25 hives, you harvest each of them a couple times a year, the grand total... Uh, harvest of, of each is about 60 pounds of honey, and the honey is selling for around, let's say, 10 bucks a pound. Once you're up and humming, 
And you've got like that 25 hives going, which bear in mind, that's going to take you a few years. No, no, you're up and buzzing. Thank you. Uh, yes. This can lead to a gross income of about $15,000. Okay. Right? So 15 grand a year for what is functionally a side hustle. Right. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to do it, obviously you're going to have to put in years to get your money back from the first initial drop. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it takes time, obviously, to actually. And then to get all that money, you'd also have to have 25, you know. Like yeah. Your... But the good news is, for the most part, bees, I mean, by their nature, they are self-sustaining. They will manage their own hives. They will collect their own food. Um, you know, you don't have to. You don't to, have to deal with the worker drama. You don't have to yeah. deal with the unions. <laughs> Sally came in late three times this week, and I had to cover for her, and I just cannot do this anymore. <laughs> they don't go on Sally strike. Bees. They don't demand different salaries. No. They just work. So the general advice, again, start with two or three hives, which each of which will take between five and eight hundred bucks to get going and then scale as appropriate. Yeah. But if you enjoy the work and you have lots of patience, this is a very viable side hustle indeed, particularly if you're already like we talked about a farmer or a homesteader. And the very presence of bees will likely improve the yield on your crops or your garden since you're getting the pollination service for free. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's nice. Yeah. All right. Bees. Bees. Turns out. Bees. Turns out could work. They're very important to nature and life. Yeah. And I think we need more bees in the world, so we probably do need more beekeepers. Mm-hmm. So everyone, get on this. Yeah. Get on this, everybody. If, mean, you, if can, you can. If you can. Right? If you relate more to me, then you're fucked already. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, we've put, news. we've put this topic through the, you know, through the ringer in terms of really drawing a lot of personality lines and loca- and like geography lines in terms of whether or not this is viable. So by this right. point, you've already figured out if this is going to happen or not. It's fair. And if it's going to happen, we want to know about it, actually. <laughs> we want a sponsorship, uh, specifically. Yeah, you know what? I'll come and spray paint side quest side side quest side hustle. quest. I'll, I will I will spray paint the wrong podcast name on whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Partners in crime. Yeah, partners in crime strike back. <laughs> so that's that's our series on bees, everybody. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz, indeed. Uh, before we get into listener mail, Brendan, would you like to talk about anything in particular? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to be my last episode of Side Hustle Quest. Uh, I just want to say to both uh, Sean and Kelly... This has been an absolute pleasure working with both of you, uh, discussing these topics, learning all these different uh, side hustles, and and going through this this quest with both of you. It it has been an absolute pleasure and a joy, and I I always look forward to to seeing both of your smiling faces and and joking around and laughing with you and, and learning. Um, and and you're both incredible human beings, and I I know that you will both uh, have such a great time doing these episodes together as, as you started this, as you started this journey as art nurse in crime. Um, so I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone that, that is listening right now. And uh, thank you to all of the people that have stayed with us. Um, it, it's been a joy to uh, work on these episodes. Um, but it, it is time for me to move on. And 
I I will come back for certain episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I will definitely guest host and, and uh, uh, definitely be around, and I want to be a presence in both of your lives. Um, so. Oh, yeah. You can't get rid of me. No. I live <laughs> oh, down I know. the road. I live down the road from you, Brandon. Also, by the way, Kelly, I swear he told me he had gotten the Soda Stream deal, and that's what he was announcing. <gasps> so yeah. that's why wow, I'm leaving, everyone. So we're losing Wait a Brandon, <laughs> and we don't have the Soda Stream. Deal. I'm starting my own that's podcast so with Soda Stream. This is it, the Soda Stream Brandon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys, I got what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> you just used us as a jumping point to get to Soda Stream. Yep. I feel so used. Oh. Brandon, dear lord, you you came in with our rebrand when we changed our name to I believe we're called Side Hustle Quest. Yep. Yeah, we're questing. Yep. You know? <laughs> if I can remember off the top of my head. <laughs> You've been doing a bunch of the editing. You you introduced polka music into my life in a way that I didn't want, need, <laughs> or appreciate. You're welcome. You are an incredibly funny, kind, charming, loving gentleman. And this podcast benefited greatly from your presence and... We'll make it work without you. Let's put it that way. We're going to try our goddamn best to, hey, to you, fill, you will. To yeah, fill you the will. void, to fill the gaping void. You will. That you Brandon, leave. Brandon, you have been such a light in my life. And for someone I've never met in person, you have helped me grow. And, oh my gosh, this is so not what I expected. Um, thank you. Thank you. Truly. Um, every song you sang me, I will hold close in my heart. I will probably try to make a mix of all of them. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you will be missed, but you will be back. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners, we are not done. Mm -hmm. We'll never be done. You're... You thought you'd get rid of Tony <laughs> No, 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 no. no. We got a few old friends that will be uh, hopefully cycling back on to join us for a conversation or two as we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're going to start hopefully doing more. Yeah. Um, you know, not releasing once a month or once every couple of months. Yeah. Um, so stay with us. We love you all. Mm -hmm. We love Brandon so much. Love you. Uh, it won't be the same without him, but maybe it's time for us to grow too mm -hmm. absolutely so um we're actually gonna replace you with paul rudd surprise nice <laughs> that's gonna, such a great was, upgrade oh my I god was, i was gonna make the same joke and i said will arnett <laughs> <laughs> surprise will arnett's coming too wait i think they're taking over Did our we get both of Sean? them yes wait we didn't specify we're getting kicked out we didn't specify <laughs> no. that we get to stay did we yeah, we did it. We did it. So we it's signed just the contract oh, already. Shit. So it's just Paul Red and Will Arnett shooting the shit. <laughs> yep, they're like, what are we talking about? Side hustle. The real twist Where's is that the side coming? hustle is doing a podcast when you're already a Hollywood star. <laughs> <laughs> now do your Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Nope. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I'm Ant Man. <laughs> Ooh, uh, good man. for you, Sean. Look at us. 
Look at us. Look at us. That's that contract, man. Look at us. Look at us. Um, (laughs) That's all I got. So for one last time, Brandon, would you care for some listener mail? I would care for some listener mail. All right. So today's listener mail is uh, courtesy of the American Career Guide Party dot com. Thank you, American Career Guide Party dot com. Ooh. Let's get this read out loud by this just fantastic robot. This this has been sitting in the inbox for a while. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure we haven't done it yet, and I'm very excited. Come on. Dear what? Estelle Rogers, congratulations. After careful consideration, you've been hired to work part-time online. Ooh. This position pays $462.75 per day, so get a move on to the link below to confirm your new salary. What the what? Respectfully, (laughs) Liz the American Career Guide Associate. Confirm your salary. Please be advised, location exclusively for mail. 1278 Glenea number 507. Laguna Beach, California (gasps) 92651. Oh, unsubscribe there. List https colon slash slash t rk.cp20 dot com slash form question mark two mbsdj dash dash y zero ym dash j five and three five k seven ampersand sl equals sign u ampersand t equals sign five ampersand ac equals sign eqk zero. We uh, wait. So they put in two links that we can get fished by. I like yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the unsubscribe one. This seems so innocent. Right? Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, I can tell this is phishing. I'm gonna unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm gonna click this thing to confirm my f- four hundred and sixty-two dollars and seventy-five cents is a very odd number per day. Mm-hmm. Per day, like who? Part tax time. free? Is that tax free? I, I, oh, I, no. I, oh no, absolutely not. You're definitely getting taxed the shit out of on that one. Oh fuck. All right, so what should we say? I know (laughs) I know it's been a few months. Uh, It's been eight months, (laughs) but But we're still interested in working online. Should we? Should we check to see if this position is still available? Yeah, let's ask. Okay, it doesn't hurt to ask. So, dear uh, Liz. Yeah, Liz. This is also Estelle. We should probably inform her we're not Estelle. No, are you kidding? Oh, we are Estelle. We have oh, to. We have to I, be. I mean, if 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 Liz finds out that we're not Estelle, I don't know if we're going to get this job. That's a good. That's point. true. We better stick. Yeah. All right. We're Estelle Rogers. All right. So Estelle Rogers, <laughs> dear Liz, this is Estelle Rogers. <laughs> where do, yep, where do I go? That's from how here? you know it's legit. Where do I go from is here? Is this job still available? Is this job still available? <laughs> I want job. For that amount of money, or more. Of the, for that amount of money, and then parentheses, or more? Question yeah. mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Lots of question marks, there we go. Yeah. Shows that we're serious. Mm-hmm. I so bring this, so Tell her that, lot. we're very serious. Yeah, we are very serious. Say that. We should say that. I bring a lot to the table, yep. and am very serious. <laughs> I don't think we need to say anything more than that. Sincerely. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Estelle Rogers, aka side hustle yeah. quest. Oh yeah, aka side hustle quest. Sent. Yeah. All right. Good job, team. I'm, well done. I'm 
I feel good about getting a job eight months ago. I think this yeah. is great. <laughs> Turns out we just had to. up for, for, for everyone. Yeah, really. <laughs> By this, we don't need side hustles anymore. No, no we're, we're we're rich, guys. We're making 470 whatever dollars a day part-time. Yeah. And online. We don't even have to leave our home. Exactly. You know, even splitting that evenly between the three of us, we're still coming out of this looking all right. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what we have to do for this. Did we even check what the job was? Nope. Uh, it didn't say. <laughs> it didn't say. It's online and it's part time. With that kind of money, oh, you don't That's ask all questions. We need to know. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Questions. I'm gonna go ahead and say OnlyFans. <gasps> Ooh, I've been working on this. I've been working towards this. I'm ready. Yeah, this is I'm what it's all been it. leading up to. Yep. This is what you're leaving the podcast for, right? I'm to starting my OnlyFans, everybody. All right, Brad you're Brad. welcome. <laughs> That was your long con, was to be on the podcast long enough, get the listeners yep. to love you, and now you're like, Get them hey, talking about sex, get them, yeah. like, super horny for my voice, and then they're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I want, I want that OnlyFans. I want to <laughs> pay that man to see I him do sex that, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. As Estelle Rogers. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) It's whatever you do, you just have a name tag on that says Estelle Rogers. Oh, at all times. (laughs) I can't take it off now. What if they No. What if uh, Liz comes looking for me? I don't know. Yeah, if you're in the shower, you better have that name tag on. Oh, yeah, all the time. (laughs) So. We'll get it laminated. (laughs) Laminated and stapled. Yes. You got to staple it to my skin. Mm -hmm. It's the only way I won't lose it. Oh. Getting a getting a sneak preview of the content of this OnlyFans. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Estelle, um, what did we learn today? <laughs> well, Sean, uh, we learned that uh, it can cost a lot of money to start up your bee uh, farm uh, mm-hmm. or nest. It, it can cost up to uh, maybe 500 to $800. I think it we could... established it's called a business. Business, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you won't get any honey for the first year. Second year, probably get a lot of honey, depending on how you care for them. Winter, not good for bees. <laughs> Neighbors, not good for bees. <laughs> Pesticides, they aren't good exactly. for bees either. <laughs> Pretty fussy little creatures, aren't they? This is a great commercial for bees. <laughs> you you <laughs> have a public queen, service announcement. You got a you got a queen bee that's been around for uh, five uh, five five and a half maybe six years. Time to ditch that queen and go for another queen. Ditch that queen. They have game shows. <laughs> this is a bee game show network. <laughs> a live X vote. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is gonna be the next queen bee? <laughs> I hope it's me. Uh, and we also learned that if you have twenty-five bee nests in for your bees nests, you will make a decent amount of money, and you can also possibly have a full-time job. Possibly, well, doing possibly. This. Quite possibly. Yeah. Depends on how much of a hard worker you are or aren't. And you will also have the bears on your side. Except for the mafia bears. They're Yeah, you gotta pay those guys off. Yeah. 
Mafia the always comes to fake honey because they don't quite know the difference. Winnie the Pooh is going to fuck your shit all the way up. Don't mess with the poo. <laughs> I leave well, it at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's where we have to leave it. So, uh, Not wanting to sign off, but knowing we must. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode of Side Hustle Quest. We have The quest will go on. Mm-hmm. We have many more very strange topics to go over. We've got some planned out that are going to... We got some good yeah, ones. Yeah, you have some very exciting topics coming up. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, our, <laughs> our music, of course, is by Commuted. Check this shit out. Our art, created by Zachary Goombridge, and adopted, adapted... By me. Yeah. By Kelly. And uh, I have been your humble B-boy, Sean O'Brien. <laughs> Uh, this is my final buzz. Your queen bee is has come to an end, and it's time to get replaced with a younger, more fertile <laughs> queen. <laughs> Brandon Knox, signing off. And I'm Kelly McDonald. You know what we accept? Your credit cards and honey hunters. Also. We're looking for a new queen bee. For a new queen bee? Send us one in the mail. Mm-hmm. Pr- pr- yeah. Especially if they come with candy. Oh, yes. I never got any candy out of Brandon, so That's true. come with candy? That's true. Upgrade. Oh, yeah. And no matter what, don't forget those three digits on the back. Toodles. Bye. Bye-bye. BB. BB. <laughs> buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. <laughs>